are listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, all right, everyone. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. And <laughs> before we go too far, I'm going to go ahead and say it's episode 36. Wow, we got that right up front. That's really impressive. I know. I never do that. I always forget. Yeah, we never do that. It's like five minutes in and we're like, oh, hey, it's episode whatever. And then I can't remember what episode it is. <laughs> That's why I have to write it down before everyone. I write it down and go, this is episode whatever it is. Whatever it is. And last week we didn't have an episode. No, we uh, we subscribed to what humans are naturally, which is lazy. Oh, we got busy. We did get busy. So We got busy. Um, the day no excuse, escaped us. No excuse. But yeah, we, did, we got busy uh, on that day and just uh, we didn't stress about it. We said, hey, you know, we didn't, we missed it, so we'll just move on. I said, hey, we didn't do a podcast, and you were like, oh, well. <laughs> I said, there's nobody out there that is uh, grinding their gears about, hey, there was no podcast today. I know, probably not, but maybe, maybe there's one person out there. Well, we, we, we hope everybody enjoys the podcast, <laughs> and we definitely love doing it, so it's not like it's... Uh, a problem for us, but again, we do this to share information about what we're doing, hoping to help out others. So, yeah, and speaking of what we're doing, we're going to be talking a little bit today about some things that we incorporate, um, some things about tracking, mm-hmm. and not tracking like you might think. Right. Well, it's getting, you know, it's close to Christmas. We got one more shopping weekend before Christmas. You, I know, and you you said that to me yesterday, and then we made the huge mistake of going to Target. Because <laughs> we were, like, in the house. We had watched the Cowboy game, which left both of us feeling rather sad if anybody else watched it and our Cowboy fans. That was like, I couldn't even watch. I was like, this is, this is horrible. <laughs> I get I get moody after a Cowboy's loss, so... There, okay, my favorite person to just like rehash the whole game is Scooter Magruder. Yeah. So if anybody out there wants a really good like recap of the game, you just go to YouTube or Facebook and look up Scooter Magruder. And he's my favorite person to watch. But it's almost like listening to you. So <laughs> why'd you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much, uh, he's so funny. Uh, I like watching it because it is exactly everything I said during the game. He just does it in a, a much better way. Well, it's in a, it's, it, it's not out over the three hours of game. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, like a three or four minute yeah, recap. A couple minute thing. So, and it's so hilarious. So you guys, we have no affiliation with him. We just really love it. It makes me laugh. I it's look really forward funny. to it every week. Yes. So if he doesn't put out a video, I will grind my gears to a halt and be like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> What happened to Scooter? What happened to Scooter? So it, it is getting close to Christmas, which means it's getting close to the new year, which means 
Everybody out there is going to be thinking of what they're going to change in the new year. And the number one thing that people focus on is fitness, health and fitness, exercise, diet, all that stuff. Right. The first thing I'm going to do is change my clothes because it's a new day. <laughs> no. So that's, that's probably, we want to go a little more broad than that. Yeah. People are going to want to know, okay, this is the first day of the new year, which I always find it strange to start on the first day of the new year. It's like most people stayed up late to see the new year come. Mm-hmm. And so you're starting with like less sleep probably than you normally have. This isn't usually the day to start an ex- exercise program to No, me. it's day one of a new year. I know, but I never found that that worked out well for me. Uh, I've never bought into the concept. I always just do things. The new year has never really been a resolution time for me. It's more of a uh, just, hey, it's a, it's a, a new year, so let's have fun, basically. I, I'm pretty sure we haven't seen the beginning of the new year in the last, like, three years. <laughs> We're <laughs> we, asleep before that. We don't, we don't make it till midnight <laughs> we anymore. We don't make it. We stay up until the Eastern time zone new year. It's yeah. 11 o'clock our time, so then we're like, well, it's here. Let's yep, go to bed. That's good. We're done. But I did so. prepare a little bit for the new year because we're going to talk about tracking, and, and one of the things uh, we talk about tracking is tracking your workouts, how you feel. So I, I ventured out and bought myself a journal. You did, and you came home with your journal, and I was a little jealous of your journal because it was cool looking, and I've just got my, like, no one can see this, but I've got a composition notebook <laughs> that <laughs> I bought in a color to match our kitchen. I don't know why, but well, I just did that. You don't need a fancy <clears throat> journal to track daily. No, you don't. But I want one, and I want to make one. It's fun. Well, and I I did look. I looked online. I didn't find any journals that that I thought were exactly what I wanted. So I just bought a regular. It's a calendar journal, you know, and it has the month, and then it has a page for every day. So plenty of room to write. So you can kind of write down whatever you want for the day. Yeah, and um, I just kind of do that in my my composition notebook. I split it up. I put. On one page, I have all my workout, and on the, like when I lay it open, on the left page is all the workouts for the day, and on the right page, right hand side, as I'm looking at it, I've got all my, all my tracking, and mm-hmm. we're going to get into what we track, and like I said, it's not exactly what you think that we might be tracking. Right. People, when they hear tracking, they think they're tracking macros, you know, like, let's track yeah. all of our macros, and we've talked about that at length, about tracking macros so we will kind of shift gears and say what are the other things that are very important to track that might be more beneficial than tracking macros yeah because the big thing people will track is calories Mm -hmm. and then then that's your that's your beginner stage i'm going to track all my calories and then like you said macros that's like the next phase when somebody's starting to get into fitness or in health they start learning about macro ratios and they start tracking that but when we're tracking, we're tracking things like sleep, digestion, supplements we take, what we ate, not the amount, so to speak, or the calories, but we track the nutrients. And I think that's, that's really the key. Yeah, and how you feel when you eat. Uh, and we'll get into that here because we had, some, <laughs> we had some issues with eating things that made us not feel awesome in the past yeah. couple of weeks. So. Um, tracking how you feel and when you eat and what you eat. And, you know, just a, a general, not exactly like I ate this many calories and the macronutrient nutrient breakdown was this. Not everyone has to do that, and that can be stressful. 
It does. I, I know a lot of people who find tracking their food just in general really stressful, but I think if you, we're calling it tracking, but I look at this more like journaling mm -hmm. yeah. because I'm able to write down how I slept and what I, you know, what I felt when I woke up was, did I have like a foggy brain um, a brain cloud. <laughs> Did I feel really good when I woke up and refreshed? I can look back and say, okay, what did I do last night that affected my sleep today? Or what have I done over the last three days that maybe affected my sleep, good or bad? And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things to me is tracking how you sleep. Yeah. And, and uh, we've mess with like how we sleep recently. Um, I did something that uh, I didn't feel like I was getting really good sleep. So uh, something as simple as this, as I, I started sleeping with earplugs. Sorry. <laughs> and it wasn't because it wasn't because anybody was snoring. It's because I don't really snore. I breathe. Well, I see when I sleep, I'm hypervigilant. And this is from years of being uh, deployed in foreign countries and being at uh, you know a high level of alert, I hear everything at night. If the if it's the cat that jumps off of uh, the couch, or the dog that scratches his head, or somebody sneezes or coughs, I hear everything at night. And so I was just awake all the time. And I wouldn't say my sleep was horrible, but for a while there, I felt like I wasn't getting quality sleep. So I got some uh, you know sleeping earplugs, and I've started using them, and I really do feel like I sleep longer. And deeper than I have been. Yeah, I think that's great because now if I have to get up and go to the restroom before it's time to actually get up, I don't feel quite so much like I'm going to wake you up. I don't hear it. Yeah, and that's awesome. So it depends. Like, And that's another thing. Like Sometimes I wake up to go pee during the night. If I had too much water before bed, I track all that stuff. So the thing I did, I really... Light bothers me at mm -hmm. night. And... I've started sleeping regularly with my sleep mask, and that makes a huge difference for me. It just feels like the total darkness helps me to sleep better. Right. I don't hear a blessed thing <laughs> once I'm asleep. And that's how we're different is she doesn't hear anything at night, and I hear everything. I could be in a tornado with sirens going off, and I would probably not hear it. And some people are like that. That's just the way they sleep. Okay. We've had moments where the dog has like, either the dog or the kid, somebody is just like throwing up, all the lights are on, and I'm sleeping right through it. And the next morning, it's like, why are y'all so tired? And it's like, the dog threw up, the kid threw up. All the lights were on. Where was, were you? Right, I was up. I was up banging doors. I was complaining very loudly, uh, and uh, you know, and <laughs> and she never moved. So that's uh to me that was always funny. Yeah, I do that, and I, I can I I can I can just sleep through anything unless it's a baby cry. If a baby cries, I hear that. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's the mom. Yeah, it's the mom coming out. But if a teenager throws up, you're on your own, man. <laughs> You are on your own. It's nothing you want to hear, but I hear it. <clears throat> right. So, so that yeah, that's the first thing that we've done with our sleep. Yeah, that's just that's just a good example of uh, changing something small to see how it affects you. Um, you know, and that's why we think journaling, tracking your how you feel and your food, and and tracking your workouts. So there's there's two things I get with tracking workouts is writing down what you're going to do before you do it really helps in the gym. 
And then being able to sit down at the end of the week and look at everything that you did because you get a good feeling. You get a good feeling when you look back and think, I accomplished all this this week. Which is new for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because, excuse me, um, I'm pretty sure you're the person that every time I say, what are you going to do at the gym? I don't know. I'm I'm like, really? I'm an ADHD gym character. Like, I go in the gym and just randomly do things. I think it's cool you started writing your stuff down because I'm anal about it. I write down everything. I started writing it down because I just, I haven't been doing it. And mostly because I wanted a certain format to be able to write write it down and track. And I, I couldn't find the journal that I like. So I just, I finally broke down and just started writing. Someone's picky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I am, but I have to go in the gym and just kind of feel like what I want to do and do it. And the other reason I had to track was I, I've had a uh, a chronic knee injury that's kept me from running. And yeah. usually that's my go-to is I do something uh, cardio, you know, physical sprinting, hit workouts. Uh, you know, I just kind of like to go to the gym and and be all out. And I've had to do more machines and sit down and not put any pressure on my leg, and that's caused me to do things I don't normally do. Yeah. That so. makes it totally different. And then you want to kind of keep track of how much weight you're doing so that you cannot plateau and you can increase the next time you go in. Right. So you can do that thing we call periodization. Yeah. And have some some good results from that. And so with our tracking, we talked about sleep. We definitely write down our workouts and you've started doing that, which is awesome. But when I get up in the morning, um, something that I always write down is how I feel digestively, like how I felt the night before after dinner, and then how I feel in the morning, because I want to see, did I feel bloated after this meal? Did I have tightness in my stomach? Did I feel nauseated? Or would I, did I feel nothing? Mm-hmm. That's the best. I don't want to feel anything in my digestive tract. Well, we've had a couple events over the past few weeks where we felt something. Oh, my God. So, so, you know, Melody's background, she's a chef, and she was a pastry chef. So um, she definitely knows her way around the kitchen. But with what we do, she doesn't do that a lot. But every once in a while, she'll step out and be like, I want to create something. So uh, a couple weeks ago, she created, like, you know, keto donuts. I know. I was trying to, like, I was like, maybe we can eat these. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'm an eater. I'll eat whatever, you know, comes in front of my little face. So uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll eat a keto donut. Well, I I didn't realize exactly what was in the donut. (laughs) (laughs) And it had an extreme negative effect on me. Yeah, it was coconut flour, and coconut flour is very fibrous, and that has a distinct... I don't know, effect on someone who hasn't been eating fiber. Yeah, yeah. So I crushed the fiber. And, and anybody that's seen Dumb and Dumber, they know what the bathroom scene is. Yeah. The guy. Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd holding on to the toilet. Is it Lloyd? Yeah, I yeah. think it's Lloyd. Anyway. It's, I don't know which one he is. It's Jeff Daniels. It's Jeff Daniels. I don't know what his character name. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but man, it and it happened like out of nowhere. Like I was at the computer doing work. And, you know, you get that, that feeling like, I, I think I need to go to the restroom. I'll, I'll finish this up. There was no finishing anything up. It was like, you're going to the, you're going now. You're going now. And, uh, you will was, go. And it was an event. So, so just knowing that, uh, I hadn't had anything like that in a really long time. And when I ate it, and it was just a single, you know, donut. It wasn't like a lot of food. <laughs> and like, they're not very big. And they weren't very big, but man, you talk about a colon blow. 
Yeah, I know. It's it, it, so then we did you did that and you had that reaction. So it's good to know that that affected you that way. But oh, like right before that, we were still doing the carnivore. But on Friday night, that used to be our fathead pizza night. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been doing that, but I still do the fathead pizza every now and again for the teenager in the house. And I made it, and I was like, I'm having a piece. And you were like, okay. <laughs> so I, I had a piece of the pizza, and it was really small, but the tomato-based pizza sauce, um, I, I didn't know what... Well, at this point, I didn't know what it was. I wrote down that I had the piece of pizza, and then the next morning, I had to write down that, and here's exactly what I wrote down. Did not sleep good at all, all underlined. Was it the pizza? <laughs> and so my heart was beating hard and fast, which means food sensitivity or electrolyte imbalance. So I was trying to figure out what caused my heart rate to go up, and my heart was beating hard all night long, and it was beating fast. And that can be a couple of different things. Mm -hmm. I had stayed in the dry sauna for a while, so it could have been an electrolyte imbalance. So I was like, well, to figure this out, I'm going to have to wait at least three to five days and then test something tomato again. And so I did. I waited. That was like November 30th. I waited until like December, just this last week, December 11th. And we had purchased some barbecue sauce that's tomato-based. From Alterna Sweets, which I love that barbecue sauce. It's mm-hmm. so good, it's good for anybody who can tolerate this. But I had some of the barbecue sauce. The next morning, I wrote the same thing. Heartbeat was fast and hard all night. Stomach was tight, and that was for a different reason. But I had that hard, fast heartbeat all night long again, which lets me know it's a food sensitivity to the tomato. Something in that tomato... Um, some compound there accelerates my heart rate. My body doesn't like it. And it's a nightshade, so that kind of makes sense to me. I'm a little sensitive to nightshades. And every time I have something like that, I get a fast, hard heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Which, if I wasn't writing down what I was eating, I wouldn't have been able to look back and see that. So. And, and, and that's why we talk about <clears throat> tracking what we talk about tracking uh, and how it is important. Because being able to, you know... Um, Take that. I didn't sleep well, and and equate it to what you ate is is very important. And I have the the same thing. Sometimes when I go to bed, I had it. Well, as a matter of fact, I had it last night. I have this heart arrhythmia. It's an irregular heartbeat, and it can be so many different things. It can be a potassium deficiency, a magnesium deficiency. It can be I've had not enough water, too much water. It's really hard sometimes to put your finger on why that happened, but uh, be, journaling uh, how you feel and what you eat will help you figure that out. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, because anytime we add something new, I always make sure to write it down. And then the next day, I write down exactly how I felt, how I slept. Because then I can look back. And I always say you can try something two to three times and see if you have the same effect from that one food. And then you kind of know that's a food to keep out. You're not Your body's not happy with it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't just go with the one time with the tomato. I had to do it twice to see. So, <laughs> you know, now I know. So that's tracking. And, then, and you know, and we're going to talk about testing as well. And, and, and trying different foods is a form of testing along with 
all the other testing that people do because you hear people talk about testing your blood sugar, testing your ketones, getting blood tests, all that, all those other indicators. But again, you know, testing with different foods is also a good form of testing. Oh yeah, I, you know, like you said, we did the coconut. We did the we did the coconut one more time after the coconut donuts. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bread or. Yeah, it was the same night we had the barbecue sauce. Yeah, I made the coconut uh, keto bread, and um, I was like, "We'll just try it again. We'll see if you drop your colon." In the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But I was like, you know, we got to test it again. I, that same night, as my heart was beating fast, I had a very tight abdomen. Like, I felt digestion. My di... Sorry. Tongue tied. I felt digestion working. And I normally don't feel anything. And and that's a really good point because we talk about this all the time with each other is we'll eat... I'll eat a huge steak. And I will be full, but I will not feel any tightness in my stomach. That night, uh, we had we had meat, but it was the keto. We had the keto bread that mm-hmm. you had made just to, just to try out for fun. And man, that gave me serious tightness in my stomach. I felt full, like I used to feel full when you ate pasta. Yeah, and I don't I I don't know if I could go back to eating like that and feel that way all the time because most of the time. When I write down my digestive effect of my food, I have like nothing to say. Mm-hmm. All it says is, I feel great. I slept great. I got up, drank my water, my lemon, had my salt, and had a normal bowel movement, and then moved on for the day. Right. And uh, when we add something new and something bad happens, you're like, wow, I either like, <laughs> like Steve, you're like holding on to the toilet seat, or you're sitting there like, well, Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> it no. can go one of two ways. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, but you know, uh, do, doing that kind of stuff, uh, you know, tracking and, and making sure you understand how you feel is important. And we struggle with that sometimes talking to people about how the difference between being full and feeling full. And there's a completely different feeling. Yeah, we don't feel, and, and you guys who have done keto or carnivore, especially. You understand that feeling of like you don't have to have the belly stretch anymore mm-hmm. to feel that fullness. It's a mental fullness. It's how your brain just responds to the hormones and to the food that you've eaten to where you know, I've had enough food. And it's not that you've had, you know, a certain, that's why we don't look at calories. Your body has been nourished and that's the biggest thing. And I think that this applies to so many things that are just real food based. Like if you look at paleo, probably if I know when I was eating paleo, I could feel the same way. I would feel a little more bloat because I was still eating foods that were fibrous and I would still get that belly bloat sometimes. But now I don't ever get that. And I just know I've had enough and I shut down. Right. And that's a great point. Most people associate being full with being bloated. That's how they know if they're full. That's what I always thought. Yeah, and that, that's just not true. It's not true when you eat a, a nutrient-dense diet, and that's another great point is is eat for nutrients, not for calories. That's what you should focus on. Yeah, and that's how we track. I do use, um, for anybody who likes to geek out on it, I use the chronometer or chronometer. Everybody says it different. Um, and I do track the food, and but I, what I look at mostly, because it will track nutrients, and when I'm saying that, I mean uh, it will track minerals and micro, all the micronutrients. It will track your fat, your calories, your proteins, your carbs, all that. But I really like seeing that I got 
all the nutrients, the micronutrients for the day. And um, I always tell people, keep in mind some of this stuff where it, you have like the, the daily requirement, it's based on some pretty poor science sometimes and right. it's based on carb eaters so you know it's kind of just a like you can see that you got some yeah. and you have to this is where again tracking and how you feel mentally and physically are so much more important and how you sleep and how you sleep tracking that because just seeing it on a piece of paper that you met the daily requirement doesn't really mean a lot no, it doesn't. And that's, a, and that's another great point is like, you know, cholesterol levels, everybody knows what doctors recommend and keeping them under 200. I completely disagree with that. And a lot of researchers disagree with that as well. So, you know, why is that the normal recommended cholesterol levels for men and women when there's really no science out there that shows that that's a healthy level? And same thing with with the blood sugar is, you know, we everybody says if you're above 100, you're pre-diabetic. If you're above 120, you're basically a diabetic. But but where's the uh, the solid research that that's for everybody? Because I have, and we've been testing the past couple of days, relatively high blood sugar all the time. Yeah, and we've talked to Dave Feldman about that. Um, you can go back and listen to our episode with Dave Feldman and hear all about that. Yeah. Um, the lean mass hyperresponders, Steve falls into that category. Yeah, I've, I have high cholesterol and, and usually high blood sugar. Yeah, in the morning, your blood sugar is always higher than... than like you. normal. Yeah. Yeah. Or what is considered normal. So, and that kind of rolls right into testing. Uh, you know, we talked about tracking and journaling. Now, when you talk about testing, uh, good, good examples of that is the foods that we were talking about eating that made us feel not optimal. So, that's a good example of testing. Yes. Testing. Um, do you have to test ketones? Do you have to test blood sugar? I think they're good tools for people. If you can't afford to get those kinds of testing mechanisms, I, I think you can really get so much out of how you sleep mm -hmm. and how you feel and your energy levels are if you just start monitoring that daily and just writing it down as, the, as a journal entry. Yeah. Then do you have to test? No. If you like doing it, it's kind of fun sometimes. It, it, well, yeah, testing can, you can definitely get overwhelmed and get in the weeds with, with testing with uh, devices. But like you said, testing with just, you know, how, how my workout was after I ate this or how I, how I slept or did I, did I bench more or lift more than previous. That's a test. You know, when you go out and, and go into a gym and you say, I'm going to do a, a one rep max on deadlift or bench or squat or anything, that's a test. It is. Um, something that we've done recently since we got our awesome gym membership, <laughs> um, <laughs> we started doing the sauna. Mm -hmm. And we, I think we talked about that the last time and how sauna so many times a week for so many minutes, the dry sauna can increase your blood plasma levels, which can increase your endurance capabilities. And that's something that I've been testing out, and I know you can't run, and it makes me feel so bad that I'm going to run <laughs> and you're not, but I do it anyway. And <laughs> Sorry, so, bye. Sorry, bye, I'm going. I'll be back in an hour. Um, but I've noticed that, I, and I didn't think a whole lot about it when I first went to go run after doing the two weeks of sauna. I was like, meh, we'll see. I got out there, and I was like, what's happening? 
I don't feel any fatigue in my legs, which normally where we run, there's a the first part is a hill, and I always look at it and go, oh, I hate you. And it's not much of a hill, but it's enough. And my legs start burning, and I start getting a little winded. It doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And I've done this a few times now, and it's awesome. Yeah, so just, just something as simple as, as adding a, a dry sauna for, you know, it's 20 minutes, about three, you know, usually three times a week. Um, that's going to help your endurance. It's shown to help endurance. Yeah, and I, I'm like writing it down and keeping track of how many times I'm doing the sauna and then what my runs are like, and they're easy. And I am not a runner. I'm not a runner. <laughs> I'm going to stress that again. I'm not a runner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen Melody's body type. It's not set up optimal for running. Yeah. Now, yeah. she can run for sure, absolutely, but um, just not really mechanically set up for it. I'm short and more muscular. Now, I, and I will add to that, if I, I haven't ran uh, in over a month now. I tweaked my, my calf, which caused some knee pain, and that's a chronic injury I've been dealing with for years. So sometimes I get too I get too active and I get too confident and I'll tweak something and 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 injuries are part of training. You just have to accept it. And I've been injured for over a month. I haven't done any really cardio to speak of. However, I've gotten leaner over the past month just just lifting weights and stretching and rehabbing and doing a dry sauna opposed to any running whatsoever, which is totally weird. You were doing the thing where you've been doing the sprints mm-hmm. on the assault bike right so uh since i can't so, run yeah this is good information for people by the way yeah who hate to run so anybody <laughs> that hates to run this is great information because i've gotten leaner not doing any cardio extended cardio and just doing 30 second sprints so what you do is you get on the assault bike or maybe a rower uh anything that you can really go all out on you can just do sprints straight out on the track if you want and you do 30 seconds of of your max, like above your max, as hard as you can go for 30 seconds. And then you like take the a, time where you're going to throw up. Yeah. The time yeah. at the end of it, you're like, I think I'm going to throw up. Uh, and then you take a four minute break. The first time you said that I was like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four minutes of rest. Four, uh-uh. minute, four minutes of rest is hard to do, but I've been doing this. So it's only four to six rounds of 30 seconds of sprinting and then a four minute rest. And I've, I've, that's what I've done over the past couple weeks, and man, it. Um, I can't wait to be good enough to go run again, so I can test out how I feel on a, on a, a long, easy run, opposed to just doing sprints. But it has kept me lean. I I have leaned out more over the past month uh, than I I thought. I thought you know when you don't work out, you can't do cardio, you're going to get fat. That's a big thing. I, I can't do my cardio, I'm going to get fat. I know. Well, we got our whole 12 days or 12 myths of health and fitness that we're doing. So if you want to see some of those, go to our Instagram page. That was Steve's idea. We've got the 12 myths of health and fitness that we're doing. Trying to write a song about it. Well, because a lot of people do. Yeah, we're going to write. We're going to write a song about it. Uh, a lot of people do extended cardio, and I like long runs. I've, I've done them forever. I like one long run a week. That's kind of been my thing. I enjoy sprints as well, I, you know, 400-meter, 100-meter sprints. I like doing it all, but, you know, you think if you can't get that long run in that you're you're going to gain weight, mm-hmm. and I did not gain weight. I, I, I lost a little bit of weight, but I leaned out. That's the big difference. Yeah. The salt bike, if if someone who's listening has never been on one, just the word assault 
in the bag, they will assault you. They're <laughs> they're so horrible, but they're so good. The the faster you pedal, the worse it gets. Yeah, and that they're that, awesome. That workout it's only two minutes of effort if you're doing four of the uh, thirty seconds. That's only two minutes. But my legs at the end of those four intervals are just jelly. Like yeah. they are just smoked. I think that's so cool to incorporate if you can't do the run, though, because the bike is no impact. Mm -hmm. So for someone who has some joint issues or some, you know, injuries, that's a great thing to do. You can definitely increase fat burning doing that. And that's, you know, when we talk about tracking and exercise and all these things, the big underlying theme there, not only do people want to get healthy, especially if you have health issues, but the big thing is most people come to us because they want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And by weight, we always know what people really mean is I want to lose my fat. Even if they don't understand they're saying that, Yeah, they just say weight, but you don't want to lose muscle and you don't want to lose, you know, just water. You want to lose fat. And that's a great exercise to be able to really tap into those fat burning uh, skills. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> your fat-burning skills. Improve your body's fat-burning skills. Uh, yeah, it's a great point. And we always say, do what you like to do. Like, mm-hmm. if you're if you're choosing, I'm going to, you know, an exercise program, do what you like to do. Because if you don't like to do extended cardio, whether that be out running or on an elliptical or on the Stairmaster, then don't do it. Right. You know, find something else. And the study that I read when I started doing these 30-second sprints showed that just doing those four to six 30-second sprints was equivalent to doing an hour-long run. Which is, like, sad because I go and do an hour-long <laughs> run, and I realize I could have done all this in 12 minutes. Well, and, cause m- and most of that being rest. Yeah, <laughs> most of that being rest. That's a crazy thing. I know. That's so counterintuitive mm-hmm. to what we've been told all of our lives, which right. was absolutely one of our... 12 myths that we put up was that extended steady state cardio was the way to lose weight. And, you know, that's not necessarily true. For me, I use it more as just meditative. I like a long run because I think more clearly during and after that long run. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. When I do long runs, I usually, I don't have headphones. Uh, I just get out there and run and just kind of go over uh, whatever I've been thinking about. A lot of times I come up with, you know, ideas or solutions to problems while I'm out there running, just kind of zoning out. Yeah. I, I, that's why I like to do it. I'm not trying to compete with anybody but myself, but I'm really doing it just because I can't because I'm slow, but (laughs) I do like to do it just for the mental clarity of it. And that feeling you get runner's high is a real thing. Oh yeah. It's definitely a real thing. And for me, someone who's, and we've talked about my cellulite issue, um, for me, someone who has, you know, a need to really move that lymphatic fluid, running's a great way to do it because mm-hmm. you're constantly, you know, coming in contact with the ground and your lymphatic system is being activated to move, which, you know, it doesn't have a way to do it on its own. You have to manually move that stuff around. And for anybody out there that has, you know, New Year's goals of running a 5K or doing a 10K or a marathon, there's alternate ways to train for those where you don't have to continuously do these long, long runs using the type of HIIT workout that I was just talking about. 
and, and a couple other weight exercises to improve your the, the power, the force of your legs on the ground will make you faster. I just got contacted this morning by one of my young clients who uh, he's already fast. He runs, uh, he was running like an 849 or 850 mile and a half, which is fast. Yeah. And so he, he but he wanted to be faster. So I gave him a, a, a program to follow for a couple weeks and he ran it again and he ran an 825. Wow. So just a couple weeks of a little bit of, uh, you know, certain exercises. If you want to hear about them, you contact me. I'll let you know um, of a little program that I came up with and he got faster. That's really cool. Just lifting. Well, I felt like I listened to you about doing a few of these little workouts and it helped my run. So I agree I, with I that. doubt you listened to me. I did. You saw me <laughs> doing the sprints. You I did listen. I'm not I'm not very good at following the programs. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm not either. Which I'm which like, is, I get out there and I'm like, I just want to do what I want to do. I know. I just want to be awesome. I just want to go outside and be awesome. <laughs> How do I do? How do I work I that know. muscle? At forty-seven, I don't know how that's working out for me, but <laughs> you know. Well, so okay, so we're getting into uh, what should you do? We talked a lot about you know uh, tracking and testing and experimenting with foods and and stuff. What should you do in the new year and and why? So should you track or test? Who should track or test? I think anybody who's interested in being healthier should track and do some sort of testing because if you are holding on to excess weight, if you are not sleeping well, if you have constant headaches, if you, I mean, all the things that come up, just the normal things that everyone says, oh, it's just normal. If you're a female that has PMS, if you're a man who can't, you know, well. Are we going to say can't get it up? No, <laughs> but, you know, if, if your performance is not where you would like for it to be, um, which, yes, I meant that, then all of these things, there's so many reasons to track. Mm -hmm. There's so many reasons to journal about what you're doing to see. And, and this is a great point that you, that you said, because uh, we hear commercials all the time about low testosterone or um, you know whether you have type 2 diabetes. They're, they're normalizing these ailments on, in marketing, on the TV, on radio. They're making it normal to have low testosterone. They're make, they've made it normal to have PMS. They have. They made it because it's common. Mm -hmm. They have now said, "Oh, well, this is normal," which is not true. No. Just because something happens a lot doesn't mean that it should be happening. So this is not normal. It's just very common, and it's so common now that Target and places are putting in oversized mannequins. Like we're we're so accepting of. And I, I know that people hold on to weight for so many different reasons, but finding that reason out, is, is it healthy to have an abdomen that is larger in circumference than your shoulders? No, it's not. So there's not anything healthy about that. And I, I do believe in accepting yourself where you're at, but I also believe in health mm -hmm. and that if you're in that state, then you might look at figuring out why that's happening because that increases your chance of so many different kinds of disease to take root in your body that we don't want to let that because it's common and we don't want to let that move us into the place of saying this is normal. Yeah, and that it drives me crazy because if you're a, you're a male and you're listening to this, low testosterone therapy is dangerous and not needed because once you start it, you really can't stop. So yeah. if you're in your mid-40s, 
and you're hoping to live to, to let's just say 80, you know, are you going to do 30 years of low T treatments? Well, you know, and they do the same thing with women with, okay, you have PMS. Let's give you the birth control pill to fix that. Well, it doesn't <laughs> fix it. It fixes nothing. It makes the matter worse. But what they're doing is they're giving you a hormone replacement to try to mitigate your symptoms, but they're not doing anything for the root cause. Right. All, all these things we talk about, all the medications and low T therapy and, and the stuff they give, birth control pills for PMS, those are all addressing a symptom, not addressing a cause. And this is, the, this is a problem with modern medicine across the board is they address symptoms, not causes. Uh, if we change just that one thing, medicine would look completely different. Right. And, and so, you know, since we're talking about tracking, those, those are the, some of the major reasons to track. Mm-hmm. If you start looking at your food and how you're sleeping and you can look back and see a pattern, you can start to change that pattern. And I think when you have it on paper um, and when you write, you know, a lot of people are very into writing down their intentions Mm -hmm. for the day. And like you said, putting down a plan of like, I'm going to do this today for a workout, even if it's just I'm going to walk a mile or I'm going to do a 30 minute walk. I'm a big fan of like. Don't put a li- uh, you know a limit just you know or a mileage. I like doing time because most people are pressed for time. So if you set a timer, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how far you go. You did it for time. It's great. So all of those things you can look back and see how it's improving your sleep, your digestion, all those different things. Yeah. So so who should track? Well, we think most people should track. Anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Especially if you're beginning the new year out and you're gonna you're gonna implement a new program. If if you're not tracking the program, you you don't know if it's working. Yeah, you don't know what's you don't know if all of a sudden you can't sleep well. You if you didn't track what you were doing, you might not know what caused that. Right. And and if you're gonna going to test the way you can test, if you're implementing a new workout program, you you test on the things that you want to do in your workout program whether that's a mile and a half run or a 5K run or uh, a one rep, you know, max on bench. Those are the things that you test. You don't have to test blood sugar, insulin, ketones, all those other things. I mean, again, we talked about those are fun things to test, but not absolutely necessary. And we also understand their, oh, what was that? Anyway, um, we also understand that those things are, kind of like a luxury to test because you have to have the extra funds to buy the devices right. and to buy the strips and to do all that. And we don't expect that everyone can do that. And in fact, when it comes time, when we start running out of strips uh, for the ketone keto mojo and I have to order new strips, I'm like, do I really want to order these? <laughs> I love being able to do it, but I also am not big on spending money. So yeah, <laughs> I don't like doing that part. Nah. So I get it. So we, you know, we recommend you do that uh, from beginner to high level athletes. It's really good to track and journal all your stuff that you're doing because that's how you know if you're getting better. Yep, and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got a dollar twenty five composition notebook <laughs> at Walmart and started got uh, like a fifty cent pen and started writing stuff down. Yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive. A regular notebook that you can probably steal from your kid if they're in school. Um, and write some stuff down. And like I said, I bought my cool leather-bound journal that's laying over there, which is funny because I, I can't start it until January the 1st because it's 2019 journal. Yeah, so it's just sitting there looking <laughs> so pretty. So it's just sitting there, and I it just I kind of cool. look at it every day, you know, and go, oh, wow, I can't wait to use that. 
I know. I'll probably go back and get me another dollar twenty-five composition notebook. Yeah, so, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we talked about a lot of stuff: the tracking, the testing. Uh, we even soapboxed a little bit about, you know, people making elements in society normal, which drives me crazy. It does, yeah, and it should. It should drive us all crazy. Yeah, you know, you're not supposed to be uh, overweight or sick, or have to see the doctor or take medication. Those are all not normal. This is not a natural part of the aging process, which is what they love to tell you. No, your teeth are not supposed to fall out. Uh, Your joints are not supposed to get sore and creaky. None of that is supposed to happen. No, it's not. You're not even supposed to lose your vision. Right, yeah, it's another good one. Vision, uh, macular d- degeneration. I, you know, I had a, I had a problem, and I haven't talked about this before. With you know, men getting uh, nearsighted, where I can't see, I can't read, and I've been fixing it. You can fix it. There's ways to do this kind of thing. So, uh, if you have any questions about any of that, please contact us. We'll be happy to elaborate and help uh, in another forum if we can. Yeah, and in the meantime, you can head over to our Instagram, the Tactical Kitchen. And you can see our postings for 12 days of health, 12 myths of health and fitness, um, which is kind of because it's 12, it was 12 days till Christmas. Yeah, 12 days of Christmas. So the 12 myths of health and fitness, you guys all need to hear them. Yep. All right. Uh, Hope you guys have a great day. It was fun chatting. Uh, Go out there, eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.